my name is Ashley Little from Wholesaling Out of the Box, and today I am joined by Sean Bowen, Luna Ancrum, and Samantha Johannes, or Sammy Joe. And this is Sammy Joe's first podcast, so we're so excited to welcome her to the team, and we're throwing her in here to talk about Chapter uh, 2 of Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Throughout the book, you, uh, throughout this book, you'll learn to shift your perspective from how can I do this to who can do this for me. Making this shift involves retraining your brain to stop limiting your potential based on what you can do on your own and instead focus on the infinite and endless connections between yourself and other people, as well as the limitless transformation possible throughout those connections. Step one in this shift is definitely reading this book and thinking about how to apply it to your own life. So without further ado, Sean, why don't you uh, talk us through some takeaways from this chapter and what's the chapter's title? Yeah, the truth about procrastination and how to kill it. That's the name of this chapter. And um, this is, I mean, this entire book is awesome. And I've probably listened to it. This is my third time going through this book. Because when we first, when I first read it, it was a recommendation out of somebody else. And it was constant, constant, meaning like it kept happening. What do you, why, what's taking up all your time? What's going on? Like, why are you wasting so much time? And I was like, man, I can't figure this out. I can't figure that out. And they're like, why are you trying to figure any of that out? why don't you hire somebody to do it? And I was like, well, what? Like that just didn't make sense. It didn't click in my head. Right. So I think this, this specific one is just procrastination, um, how to kill it and how it can be beneficial actually to procrastinate in two ways, procrastinate to actually get it done, but procrastinate to, I don't know how do I say this best procrastinating to get it done because you take more time to think about it, but then that's moved over to the person that's actually going to help you solve the problem. Um, so takeaways from the chapter where people waste a large portion of their lives procrastinating. Um, procrastination is the byproduct of having a goal and asking how instead of who, right? So you're wasting a lot of time trying to figure out how to do it versus there's a, there's a specific person for everything that that's what they're really good at and finding that person, right? We all, I say it like put the right ass in the right seat. <laughs> um so then going back to uh, procrastination has many negative effects, such as decreased well-being, uh, frustration, and ultimately a loss of ambition. So like taking away a lot of energy from you, right? That, that's another piece I talk about is we actually just dealt with this on a deal, right? And we've talked about this before where procrastinating to know that we're not going to worry about that anymore, that cost, that number, that thing. Like if it's less than a thousand dollars, we're done talking about it. Like it's gone. Sort of. Kind of. Sometimes I just want to complain, right? Like that, and I'm like, just give me five minutes. And he's like, okay, <laughs> you can have five minutes. Oh, so there's that, that's right? All I want. There's the drama, yeah. and then there's the data, right? So like, we play with some of the drama because it's got to be there. It's got to be talked about. It's fun. But then going back to the data, data says like our time is worth more, so we don't need to waste it anymore. And I think that's another piece of this is just realizing, like, what am I doing to ultimately just drag this out versus take it to the finish line, right? Um. And then I think procrastination is actually wisdom. This is kind of was interesting. Um, it is your inner genius saying the goal is amazing, but you're not the one to, to get to do everything involved. Right. Um, so I think that piece right there is, is, is big. I think you have to recognize like, that's not what you're good at. Right. So this goes back to, um, again, I'll keep saying this, like putting the right ass in the right seat, but who is the person that can do that, right? If I, if we're talking about organization, like I am not nearly as organized as Ashley has gotten us today, right? So that she's really good at that. 
sales. That's what we're good at. That's what I am good at. So whether it be from the acquisition side to the disposition side, like that kind of stuff to translate that over to our new acquisitions team and our dispositions guys, like Sammy Doe, you can talk to this about the training that's happened, right? Like from what Cam knew as I taught and then what he's developed and now what he's passed down to you. Right. So like, this is all really important stuff that procrastination can just sometimes be a good thing. Right. But most of the time it's a bad thing. It just takes away from your energy. It takes away from what you can be more productive at and causing you to really waste a lot of time. So I think short and sweet for me, I think that is a recap was people wasting a large portion of their time procrastinating Um, the byproduct of having a goal and asking how instead of who, um, negative effects you know it just takes away from you and your well-being is a big part of that and um oh you've got this word highlighted here i didn't even yeah say so um i i gave this section to sean and i was so excited to hear him say this word because anyone that's been on this podcast or like listened to it before knows he has a hard time reading out loud and then he didn't say it so i was gonna go back and make him say it or try to read it do you know right, what it so is paradoxically 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 yeah paradoxical uh, well, hey for all those listening there it is there it wasn't your... too bad i just wanted to hear him say it <laughs> so meaning um it's the same like like it's, it's a paradox so a paradox. even though it has negative effects there are some good things about it but yeah okay and then this is that that inside we we're talking about like the inner genius it's an amazing idea and it's an amazing goal you're just not the one to complete it mm-hmm. and i i can totally attest to that right like come up with these ideas visionary as a company owner right and then pass it over to ashley and then she starts to put it to different people it comes back and is like it's not even what i thought it's better (laughs) right it's like way better right great idea run with it check the team and then something else comes out of it that is really what we need as a business so i think that's it for me on chapter two okay um so i'm gonna go ahead and flip the script here and talk about why i think procrastination is a bad word in some respects um, and Luna, Sammy Joe, you guys feel free to jump in at any time. Sean too, but you guys haven't talked as much. So, um, but you do have parts coming up. But my thought here is that a lot of times procrastination is, mis- is also mistaken for things like imposter syndrome. And that's, uh, that's a huge deal for a lot of people. And Sean doesn't have this at all. So it's hard for him to relate, but like, I, I think most of the rest of us kind of feel it where it's like, okay, I'm not good enough to be able to do this. So I don't want to do it because I'm going to fail or I don't want to do it because it's not going to be good enough. And um, thinking like, are you actually the best person for the job? And the answer may really be that yes, you are, but you've been told throughout your life in countless tiny ways that you aren't. Um, Like this idea about girls not being good at math because of how they're moved into classes and things like that. And the things that they're told when they're younger. And like, I saw that, I saw that a lot when I was growing up, I was very good at math. And then all of a sudden, you know, you started hearing these things about how uh, girls weren't good at math. Girls didn't succeed as well in some of those upper level math classes. And then I just kind of stopped trying. And um, then you look at my brother who literally has a degree in math and is a, like a rocket science, rocket scientist, literal rocket scientist. And he's like, so good at math. He's just always telling me how bad I am. I'm like, am I really though? but, you know, there, there, there are things like that where I think procrastination, uh, people see it as a bad word. And I think it's a bad word in that it's not a great description of what's happening a lot of the time. But I don't think it's a bad word 
in general. Um, it's just, it, it isn't as easy for everyone to believe that people are, that they're qualified to do these things. Uh, studies have also shown that women are for, far more likely to pre-negotiate their salaries down. So like to go in and say, oh, I should, I, I'm going to ask for 50,000 because that's really what I want. And then they're like, oh, but will they give it to me? Is that going too high? So I'm actually only going to ask for 45. And then because you've asked for 45, the hiring manager comes back and says 40, and then you're negotiating from a lower spot and you end up with 42 when you could have had 47. Um, and men are also more likely to apply for jobs where they don't meet all of the criteria or the qualifications, whereas women like to be overqualified before they even apply. So that's taking themselves out of the ring. And um, you especially see that with uh, racial uh, uh, breakdowns as well. So like women of color and men, uh, people of color in general, sorry, are just so, have so much more of that too, that imposter syndrome, that negotiating with themselves where they're like, I really want this job. So I'm going to cut back on the salary and things like that. Um, so I think, you know, procrastination doesn't always come from this place of laziness. It shouldn't be synonymous with lazy because sometimes you really can't help it. Um, things like mental illness or like I have ADHD. So if I don't take my medication in the morning, there are days when I like, I want to work. Um, but it's hard. I just can't figure out how to get started. And it's a literal wiring of my brain. So, I mean, it's a, it's not an excuse. It's just an explanation. Whereas I know if I take my medication in the morning, it's like, oh yeah, I can do this. I am ready. And it just sort of depends. Um, other things that might like other mental illnesses like depression or anxiety could keep you from getting things done and procrastinating more. And then worrying about asp other aspects of your life. Maybe you're trying to wait and you're like, oh God, my mom just called. She's waiting for her COVID test. I can't, I can't focus right now. I'm procrastinating because of that. And it's not really a bad procrastination. Um, so hopefully all of that makes sense. I just talked a lot and didn't mean to. So Sammy, Joe, Luna, Sean, any insights on procrastination versus imposter syndrome, good procrastination versus bad procrastination versus laziness? I have a little bit, um, yeah. everything that you and Sean pretty much spelled out and, and the, the book, just listening to it, I've, I've lived it literally in the last. 365 days plus of my <laughs> life. Like mm -hmm. literally I came from being a property manager and you know, the nine to five corporate structure, things like that. And it became where I was procrastinating because I had gotten my real estate license and I had planned to go that route. And I was planning to do investing and things of that nature. And I had been studying and researching for years how to do it. And I just did not know where to go. I didn't have my who. I didn't have, you know, it was a lot of how, 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 and imposter syndrome all day. You know, the, we, the way that I got out of that position was, you know, I, I decided to take up for myself in negotiating my salary. I knew the work that I, I knew the work that I was putting in and I knew what I was worth and I knew I had my, my, my license, I knew I was ready to go take off in real estate, but I didn't know how to go about it. And it was like, I don't have the time. You know, if, if, I, if I am ready to go all in real estate, I have to go all in. And it, I gave them a three week notice and 
kind of, you know, called Boom. the show. Wow. <laughs> literally, and full circle came into my life. It was like the stars aligned, literally. <laughs> um, and, you know, coming on as an acquisitions manager, and I feel like I'm coming into my own. People are like, telling me like even it's crazy me and my mom just had a conversation yesterday my parents are from and I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to say a whole lot in a little bit but uh <laughs> I come from a Caribbean background where my dad's from the Virgin Islands and my mom's from Jamaica and coming from that culture it was always healthcare doctor healthcare doctor that's 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 the goal that's where you go my mom's a nurse so of course she pushed that went off to college and I feel like i went $90,000 in debt for something that I didn't like, had I known that you could do real estate as early as 18, I maybe would have found my passion a little quicker. I was just always put into that imposter, like, and then kind of the things you talk about, I, am I too, you know, like, am I the right person for this? Like, is it something that I can do? You know, coming from where I come from is, can I learn these things? Can I, like utilize my time and like leverage that time. And that's what I decided to do when I left my position was leverage the time, leverage my dedication and my drive. And what my mom said yesterday was I have the drive out of her kids. She sees the drive in me more where if I want something, I'm going to go and get it and I'm going to find out what it takes to. And so that's something I just learned in like the last 90 days. (laughs) So it's, it's something that's ever changing. And, you know, this book speaks a lot to it. And I think what you said, good and bad procrastination, I studied, I procrastinated on my real estate coursework for like a year. And I just didn't have the time. I was tired from work. I, I could not, I did not have the time to dedicate to it. And once I finally had it, I'm like, no, I'm going to work full time, do real estate part time. It'll work out. And then I just got burnt out. And I was like, you know what? My time can best be utilized, you know, putting all my energy into myself. That's so awesome to hear. Yeah. And just for you guys at home, uh, Sammy Joe has been with us for about four weeks now and um, maybe five, somewhere in that range. And she just got her first deal under contract. So um, I know it's been like a lot of, it's hard in the beginning because you're basically just making calls and like trying to reach out to sellers like, Hey, please let me buy your house. But now hopefully you're going to see some, some, uh, uh, different things, some diversity, some action, some traction, everything like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I see it coming. The things that cam and everyone in this group, I've learned something from everyone in this group, uh, for the time that I've been here and specifically cam Jacob and Sean being kind of the acquisitions acquisitions and even Kaylee, Mm -hmm. you know, learning different things about how to talk to sellers and, knowing different ways to, you know, make the comp- the seller know, I'm not here to cheat you. I'm here to help as best I can if you allow me to. And I've, I've seen that progress and change in my conversations. So it's exciting. Huge shift. Huge shift. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and anything from you, Luna, before we go back to Sammy Joe on her section? I think so. Or actually, Luna, you have the next section anyway. So if you want to talk about, I got, I skipped ahead guys in the outline, but if you want to talk about anything, Luna, and then go into your section, that works too. I'll see if I can segue these into your <laughs> section, but two things I thought of when you actually were talking about your section mm-hmm. was 
the like the women imposter syndrome thing when it comes to negotiating salaries and applying for jobs. When I was looking for um, a job when I had just graduated uh, college, one of my moms is an engineer. And so she works in the civilian part of the Navy. And so she's constantly like being undermined because of her, her position and the fact that she's a woman in her position. So it's really hard for her. And because of that, she's kind of become very, she's very, she's very, she thinks it's very important for um, like her daughters, me being one of them to be uh, very like unafraid to ask for what we need and unafraid, like we, we're not supposed to feel inadequate. We're supposed to be very much like on top of our shit kind of thing. And she, I remember when I was looking for jobs and I wasn't sure like what I was going to do and like where I was going to go. And I was like showing her these jobs. I was like, I don't think I'm qualified. Like, I don't know. I just graduated. I don't have the experience except for like these internships and stuff. And she was telling me, she was like, okay, but would you look at that and say like, you're not qualified? And I was like, well, I mean, I am qualified, but I don't have like more to get, to offer. And she was like, yeah, but why won't you just apply if you're qualified? Like, what, what's stopping you? And I was like, well, maybe I'm not good enough. And she was like, just apply. Like, what's the worst they can do is say no. Like, she was like, don't waste your time looking at these jobs and be like, dang, I can't do that. Just apply and see what happens. And so I remember she really was like pushing that point of like, don't undermine yourself before you even start because like, why are you doing that? And then the second point that came up in my head was uh, executive dysfunction. Ashley, you mentioned with like mental illness and like, especially with like different brain wirings, like being neurodivergent and being ADHD or autistic, there's this thing that is called executive dysfunction where it's not like laziness. It's not like procrastination. It's just not knowing where to start. And I think part of that can hinder the delegating process because if you don't know where you're starting, you don't know who else can start where. And there's my segue, perfect. So (laughs) with that, Basically for me, it's been a little hard to figure out what I can give over to others and then what, where to start them. Because with me, it took me a while to decide, okay, so here's where my time goes and I'm going to start my day doing this and then go into this. And, but knowing where to start, I find is always the hardest process. And I think part of that goes back to the vision because you have to know, you have to be very clear and explicit like in your vision, just you, just knowing what you're going to create before you can delegate, before you can be like in a leadership role. Because if your vision's confusing, no one else is gonna know what to do either. So basically, if something is wrong with your vision or maybe you didn't communicate something correctly, it helps to be able to kind of reset and go back and kind of call yourself on it and be like, no, like that's not what I meant. Or at the very least be willing to like reset or I guess fix what went wrong, especially if, you know, someone, especially if someone that you have delegated to gives you a better way to do the same thing that you were going to do. And that goes back, I think, to what Sean was saying about having the right ass in the right seat, because you're having people who can come back to you and tell you like, yeah, I know you want this, but that's like not something that we can do, or it would work better if we did it like this. And having, you know, the the ability to put aside the pride and say, yeah, okay, I like the fact that we can do this more efficiently than what I could have thought of. So it all comes back to having the right people in the right roles. And so that's kind of where I am with that. And then Real quick, Luna, if it's okay, Um, thinking about that too, it really helps to find someone, if you can, that can help you clarify that vision as well. 
because I feel like there are some things in our company where Sean is definitely the visionary, but before it goes down the pipeline, it's like, we have to discuss it. Cause he's like, yeah, I want to do this. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking, what you're talking about. I, I need you to give me more detail here. He's like, I want, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of something. Um, Oh, God, Sean, anything. Our mastermind. Like we started. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, I don't know when this episode is coming out compared to the mastermind, but we're going to start promoting it more on the podcast as well. Um, He's like, I want to do a mastermind. And I'm like, okay, but what does that look like? What what details can I give to everyone else who has to be involved in this? Because Luna's got to do a lot of the marketing. Cam, Jacob, Sammy, Joe, they're going to be there at like some parts. Do they need to be there the whole time? What do they need to be doing so that I know who is doing what and I need more information. So having someone that can help you like go back upward to clarify that vision is super helpful. Yeah. Dissecting it, right? There's a vision that's in my head. Great. What else? Let's keep talking. Let's mm-hmm. keep like, let's talk it out. And that is a really good talk. So I think you're right, Luna, where you're about to bring somebody on and delegate and be okay with letting that person come back to you and change, change your, change your vision, right? Like, I think, well, I got it. I see where you want to go. I see where you want to do. Let's back up to this though, because I think this is going to work better if we try it like that. Now there's always the delivery and how you say things. You don't want to like offend people. Great. In our company, we like crush all that and like say what you want to say. Right. But like, I get it where you have to be like a certain way to say things and not step on toes. We just crush all that in our company and say like, all right, we're okay with each other. We're not here to offend anybody. Let's just get it out what you need to say. So the niceties can go aside and we can get to the point. So yeah, I think that's really good. And if you can recognize that, that's ego, pride, all of that going away to recognize like you are not the person to do this. Your vision's great, but we're going to like tweak it and switch it. So, and that all comes into play with this, like whatever you're getting ready to do with your side of marketing to delegate. I, I said, before we got on here, I'm so pumped to see what you do with that. Right. And like who ends up, how, where, like all that. I think it's gonna be really cool. It's like, uh, Kristen, my wife was telling me something about the other day that you, you sit in a room and you tell somebody a sentence and it goes to a next person, goes to a next person. By the time it gets around to like the sixth person, it's not even close to what the beginning of the sentence was. It's yeah. Kindergarten yeah. telephone. Telephone. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, you know, oh, she did say that. I don't even know what yeah. it was. I was like, you I never played tile. I didn't play these games. <laughs> what? So I just think that's interesting to think about because my wife and I talk about a lot of this stuff with personal and business and like some of the things she does with CrossFit and how we do it with our company and like how they kind of intertwine and how I've taken ideas from what they do as like a multi-million dollar company to us and where we're trying to go as a company and like implement things and bring them up. So I think that's a really good bring up, Luna. I like it. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, Luna. You can go back <laughs> to where you were. You started a great conversation there. That's completely good. <laughs> um, I think the last thing I needed to cover in terms of like takeaways from the chapter is the fact that delegating is good. It can be somewhat limiting though, because you can't necessarily go hunt down someone that's exactly like you. You can't go and find a clone of yourself to delegate these tasks to. And sometimes you're gonna want things done a certain way. And like I said before, sometimes they have to be done slightly different or sometimes you have to make what you want more clear. And sometimes it comes back to being able to assess what you're saying and making sure that what you're saying is reaching the person that you're delegating to and making sure that you're not 
close-minded about the way they're coming back to you and possibly fixing or adjusting the process. So mm -hmm. really, for a lot of people, when it comes down to delegating, you have to just accept the fact that who you delegate to is not a clone of yourself and they're gonna do something differently and that's just kind of the part of the process. So I think that's the last thing I had to touch on with that. Yeah. And I think Luna, like to go right into kind of my section, tying right into delegating, you know, people use the quote, I forget the whole quote, but it's like, if not me, then who? And they use it as a motivation to say like, if I'm the perfect person to do it, but at the same time, you can turn that around and say, if not me, then who's going to be the best person to take this over? Like, who can help me achieve this? Um, it may be a stretch if you've never really commuted, uh, committed to huge goals. Like, for instance, me, I've never, I had just gotten started in real estate in 2021 for real. So it was in my best interest when I was deciding what path I would take and deciding to come on with full circle. It would make sense to get with the company who's already 12 years in, you know, more than 12 years in and, you know, give my talents as much as I can in that space and see where it goes, you know, from there. So um, you definitely want to be able to, like you said, delegate and determine who's going to help me with that clear and precise vision. Um, and there are countless brilliant and capable who's out there waiting and wanting to help. You know, you just have to let them. I think a lot of times, I know for me, it's, hard for me to let go like we said earlier like I don't know if you can do exactly what I need you to do but there's people out there there are uh, brilliant human beings all over this world you know people just have to find their spots and 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 contribute to those places um it's also difficult if you don't have the money or aren't sure how to find the right uh person or who and don't know the right who to ask about what. Um, for beginners, this is especially difficult. Same thing. This book is like telling my truth. <laughs> so, you know, I, that was, those are a lot of things that I'm in the startup phase of my career, you know, kind of reinventing myself. And like you said earlier, hitting that reset of, okay, for me to, you know, progress and go in this place that I imagine myself in five to 10 years, I got to get aligned with the right people. I've got to use my network to determine my net worth, you know? Um, and you have to be willing to completely delegate. Like, and I'm sure Sean, this is Sean's truth, I guess, you know, with building full circle is like you said earlier, you had to delegate with Ashley and, and Ashley with, and just going down the chain of command. Um, you have to completely like, I've had interactions with Sean, but, you know, Cam is my main person that I go to. Typically, if I, if I have something acquisitions or Jacob, then maybe Sean, you know, or, or Kaylee, then maybe Sean, you know, I don't always have to go directly to Sean because as a company, I, I believe we built where people can go in their lanes and stay in their lane and be completely, there's not a lot of handholding, uh, which is, that's how you know you're doing your right when you don't, you can trust that people are doing what you've trusted them to do. Mm -hmm. um, so not only do you give a job over to someone else, but you have to let them find the best and most effective way for them to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think people are more willing to do more when you give them a workspace that allows that. Gross. Yeah. 
That's a good point. And I think one thing that we do really well too, is like, we have an acquisition specific chat. Um, and so I think that helps because if you have a question, like, I think this happened over the last couple of days too, you had a question and you put it in there. And then I think Kaylee came in and was helping you with something. And then I came in and was helping with another aspect of that deal. So having that acquisitions chat really helps because anyone can jump in based on like you had a title question. That's obviously going to be a me answer. Um, Cam knows some of it, but not as well as I do. And right. so things like that, that people are going to be able to say, oh no, this is, you know, here's the answer. Here's what you're looking for. That kind of thing. Not just saying, oh, you have to go to your immediate supervisor. It's less of a linear kind of thing and more of a, I don't know, horizontal. It's still a line. It, it, more of a group of Venn diagram. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I had the metaphor and then it just left me. It just left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you guys bring up really good talks about how the company's set up, but also bring it back into these beginners and what they feel like. I think a lot of people are too worried about, you know, they're looking at people on social media. They're looking at their success now. They're not, they're not thinking about or even beginning to think about what it took to get there, right? The sleepless nights, the sh shit to run through, walk through, like the hell to get here. You know what I mean? Like it's not all peaches and rainbows, man. And that's the part that a lot of people don't talk about. And that's another piece of our company is like, there's nothing to hide here. Right. We want everybody in the company to know what's going on because we want to recognize either why we're being successful or we're not. Right. And that's an open, that's an open talk that I want in my company to be. Because again, there should be no reason why you can't talk to somebody certain. But like you said, everybody stays in their lane. Right. People know what they need to do. We got running jokes all the time about like, I'll come in and say something. And I got this gif. It's like this car accident where a car is coming over the lane. It's just like, Oh man, why are you even over here? Just go back over there. You know, we got it. We're good. And I think that that lets people grow. It allows them to come up with ideas. They freely talk about it. They don't feel like judgment's happening, right? Like the judgment free zone. There's no judging and brainstorming. That's like the running joke between me and my wife. Cause every time we talk, we come up with ideas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Why are you shooting stuff down? We're just talking, right? <laughs> so just like our company, we do the same thing. And I think that you guys have brought it all back together where this is really important to know. Like when you're hiring people and delegating things, it is not easy. It is not easy at all, but you have to trust that the process that got you there, the hiring process for asking a certain kind of questions to know that that person's going to do something different than what you do. And yeah, you're not cloning yourself. Why do you want to clone yourself? Why do you want to bring somebody that's on identical to you? If anything, you want to bring them better than you. You want them to do way better than you. So. I mean, that's kind of hard for some people. But, <laughs> um, no, yeah. And I think Whoa. that, oh, I had a really good point here. Um, damn it. <laughs> Too busy digging on me. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and something that we are trying to implement in our company now, as all of us are starting to let go of the vine a little bit more, is this thing, like, is this asking, like, are you looking for a solution? Or is this just an explanation or event session? So, and that can mean like sometimes with marketing stuff, Luna and I have had a lot of meetings about uh, this mastermind that's coming up and we'll go and tomorrow's biz dev and we'll have updates for everyone, but it's more of an update. It is a, okay, this is what we've decided on. This is how we're moving forward. It's not a, Hey, um, 
what are you guys' ideas for this? It's it's not supposed to be an, a deep dive that's going to take an hour. It's supposed to be like a five to 10 minute update just so everyone is aware of the situation. And we're not great at it yet, but we are trying to, to get this so that it's something that is part of our company so that we're not like, you know, they always say women like to vent and men try to solve problems, which is uh, kind of true, but kind of not. And so instead of getting into that, we're just like, okay, this is, I need help. This is, I'm just letting you know. Um, and then I have one more thing before we jump off that I was thinking of. And um, I'm wondering what you guys think of the idea here that delegation um, or the, the having difficulty delegating how that plays into the imposter, the aspect of imposter syndrome as well. The, um, okay, well, what if I give them this task and A, they can do it better than me um, or B, they realize they don't need me. Like how much of that is involved as well? Because I think for me, that was a big part too, where it was kind of like, especially in the beginning um, when I first started, it, it's like, oh God, well, what if he, like if I'm giving it away, it, giving this to a VA who can do it, for a lot cheaper than I'm being paid, why, why would they keep me on? And now, I mean, I've got all the passwords. So like, really, what can they do? But it, it, it's that idea as well. So um, Luna, Sammy, Joe, Sean, anything on that? Go for it, ladies. What you got? Well, imposter syndrome in regards to, you know, you can't, you have to be so confident in yourself that there's a reason now that you have to delegate this task because you've brought it to such a, a magnitude mm -hmm. that you have to bring someone else on. And okay, yeah, if they do it, great, great. You know, allow, you have to, uh, it's like a reciprocal or reciprocation, whatever is the right yeah. way to say that word. <laughs> reciprocity. It has to be some reciprocity there where uh, that person is getting something from you, but they're also being of value um, and still, and you, and you have to remind yourself that it's not that they're going to do better. You, you know, that you're only you, there's only one you and you created this. So yeah, if they try to go off, it's not going to be what I created. And while they're here, you know, adding to what I've created, I just hope that we can create 10 times what I envisioned, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's how you kind of cure that imposter syndrome a little bit. Yeah. And Luna, if you want to take it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess the only thing I can add to that is, especially from a place of, like, not having delegated before. So, like, a place of being either a beginner to get delegation or just, like, starting out in a certain aspect of a career where you've never had to like delegate tasks to others and be like you know hey you guys need to do this so I can focus on these other things it ties into the imposter syndrome because then I know for me it you know I was hesitant with the VA thing because of the whole my brain kind of immediately went to well if I can't handle all these tasks at once why am I on board as the person that they're hired for that they hired for marketing like in my mind I was like I should be able to take literally every single thing they're telling me to do and do it every single thing, whether that means 24 seven or not, you know? And it got to the point where I think even Ashley noticed, she was like, you know, you, you can hand off stuff to the VAs. And I was like, yeah, but do I, do I want to? And I didn't. And eventually, you know, we, you know, Ashley made the point that my time could be better spent on things that were more deep dives, like the email automations, the ad copy, 
the things that I can really put more time and thought into that will really serve us versus just these certain tasks that I can easily hand to a VA and say, hey, please get this done. Like, because at the end of the day, if I'm not using my time, like quality wise, as best as I can, it doesn't matter how many tasks are getting done in terms of quantity wise, because they're all going to kind of be half-assed. And that's kind of the way I see it is it's better to whole ass one thing than half-assed like two or three things. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, it's just going to turn out, you know, three half-assed things and that's not good. Yeah. So that's all be not. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's Dude, that is so awesome to hear. All yeah. of y'all are hitting the same thing. All of you. And it comes back to time value of money, right? You all have a certain role in the company and you're all valuable. That's your original value and you've increased it as you get better in the company, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I say, starting with Ashley, she comes up with these ideas and then she tossed them off, right? And then now marketing, Luna's coming up with ideas and she's came up with these things that have to be done, but like, that's a VA thing because it doesn't take up my time. Mm-hmm. I need my brain space and my time space to be more worth what I am to go create something new that's going to be more profitable for the company, but it's also what you want to do, right? Like that, that's the other part of this is like, you got to enjoy this. And if you got somebody just hanging over top of your head and like asking you questions all the time, like that's not growth. That's literally like the worst case of micromanaging I can ever think of. And I had one, I as a business owner have no interest in that whatsoever. Right. And so I think it's awesome that you guys see that. I, I think it's awesome to watch that happen and as it keeps going right like hopefully sammy joe as you're around for a while it turns into where now you're a senior acquisitions person overseeing a new junior and of course you're making a portion of that but that's growing with the company right that could be multiple markets that you're you're overseeing two three markets right and now you make a portion of that while you've built something on top of it hey i recommend this or that same thing goes back to ashley i mean it's funny. I like, I love it when she's like, I got the password. <laughs> Ashley's created so much inside this company to where it doesn't matter. Like I, nobody could come in and try to recreate that and like do it. I would way rather have her stick around and do things and be like, let me go try to find somebody else that can do that. You know what I mean? When I first started this and when I brought Ashley on the same thing is still holds to today that will stay as long as she's around. Right? Like we will always grow and she will always be right there. Right. And no matter what will happen, we will make sure that she's taken care of because she helped us get there. Right. So that I want you guys to recognize that, too. And everybody's listening to this. Right. It doesn't matter if it's your company, you're building a company. You need to have those people work with you because it's not just about you. It's them, their time. They're building into something and what they're building is part of you, like you and your company. Right. So you got to take care of those people. And no matter what you got to do, you do it. So. Remember when you're delegating, that's just as important as like making sure that they have all the tools they need, right? This is not just like a, Hey, here's a playbook, go. And then like walk away from it. Like this is massaging and making sure things work and helping and building. It's constantly changing. And if you're not, you're dying, right? You've got to change things. They cannot stay the same. There's very few things that stay the same with any company. They always Mm -hmm. grow. So I think it's really cool to hear you ladies talk about each one of your like parts of the role in the company into this and how it plays in into this book alone. And I think that's been a really good part about these books is talking about, you know, just reading them and having the company recognize different things that help them. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting something from it. It's not yeah. just, Oh, it's just for the acquisitions or dispositions or COO or marketing it's for everybody. I think it's really cool to see that. 
Yeah, I think we all learn a lot about what everyone else is thinking and doing in the company. So they're super helpful. Um, and so for those of you that are, are longtime listeners, watchers, uh, first time, long time, um, you may have noticed from like the first podcast episode or like the first few, it was me and like three guys. And now the tables have turned with <laughs> Sean and three women. So I just, you know, he's, he's learning a lot about women's issues being on this podcast with all of us Love today. it. Love it. Um, but do, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? This one ended up being long, but I think it was a really good discussion. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. The last thing I'll add to it is just pretty much sums up. You have to, and what everyone just said, you have to realize that your time is best used somewhere else that'll be more valuable and you can delegate those things that they can be more valuable in doing to push you to where you need to go. You can get to something, you get results a hundred times faster when you ask who rather than how. Awesome. All right. So thanks everyone for listening to us discuss chapter two of who, not how. If you're interested in hearing us discuss more about this book and get other real estate investing tips and tricks, be sure to subscribe to our podcast anywhere you can listen. Um, In the past, we've discussed traction and never split the difference. And all of those episodes are still available. Um, We have a free tool available on the website, www.wholesalingoutofthebox.com about uh, figuring out how, what tasks you can pass off to a VA. It'll automatically calculate as long as you're putting in what you're doing so that you can figure out where you're spending time. You shouldn't spend time. And, um, like I said, free on the website, we'll put it in the show notes. Finally, if you like what you're hearing, have questions or suggestions, or just want to say hi, um, please leave us a comment and review or a review and find us on social media. We're everywhere. Uh, but that's it for now. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. I can find the stop record button.